Chapter 47 Duty Calls Sergeant James Paul Jennings wasn't sleeping when the call came in. He was thinking about classic cars, cycling through in his mind the top ten rarest by model name and how many were ever produced. 1970 Plymouth Hemi Superbird, 135 made. 1969 Chevrolet Camaro ZL1, 69 made. 1967 Ford Fairlane 500 R code, 57 made. 1967 Plymouth R023 GTX, 55 made. 1970-71 Plymouth Hemi Cuda Convertible, 21 made. 1967 Chevrolet Corvette L88, 20 made. 1970 Chevrolet Chevelle SS454 LS6, 20 made. 1971 Pontiac GTO Judge Convertible, 17 made. 1969 Chevrolet Corvette ZL1, 3 made. 1967-1970 Dodge Cordonette RT-426 Hemi Convertible. Only two ever made. This wasn't unusual for him. He hadn't had a full night's sleep in years. After one extended tour in Iraq and three in Afghanistan, he wanted to be awake as much as possible. Friends and family had thrown armchair diagnoses at him on a monthly basis, but he didn't pay them much mind. He knew way too many vets who were actually suffering with post-traumatic stress disorder, and he was nowhere as bad as them. Well, that's what he told himself anyway. His sisters had nicknamed him Spock because he never showed emotion, whether he was happy, angry, or sad, but he wasn't a sociopath. A string of doctors and therapists had gone over him with a fine-tooth comb, and he had come up mostly normal. Emotions weren't foreign to him. In fact, it was quite the opposite. He had cried more for lost friends than most people would in five lifetimes, but an outpouring of emotion in public just wasn't his thing. On the outside, at funerals or memorials, he may have been stone-faced and rigid, but inside he was in the fetal position, sobbing. Because of this, being alone didn't suit him. It caused him to let his guard down and succumb to his pent-up emotion. Jennings wasn't part of the Special Forces or in some elite black ops team. He was just a normal grunt. Well, normal was a stretch. He had seen some of the worst things humanly possible and lived to not tell the tale. He was a career military man but hadn't risen above the rank of sergeant, mostly by choice. He didn't have a wife or kids. A few girlfriends here and there kept him satisfied sexually, but they weren't anything long-term. He found his relationships were more positive and lasted longer when he was stationed overseas. His companion-slash-service female-slash-security blanket for the night had been found at a trendy hotel bar in Santa Monica. Her name was Sandy. Celine, Sally, Sandra, or Cindy, he wasn't quite sure, and like all things in his life, it didn't matter. They'd gotten a nearby hotel and fucked for a couple hours. Emotions weren't the only thing he had pent up. With his mom dead, his dad never been, his siblings calling him Spock, and anyone in a uniform calling him Jennings, she had called him by his first name more times than anyone had in the last ten years. Someone screaming out his name for a couple hours felt like he was having an out-of-body experience. For that brief time, he forgot about the life that Jennings led and reverted to James, a guy with not a problem in the world. Jennings had been laying there, hands behind his head looking at the ceiling with whatever her name was tucked into his side, when the call came in. Jennings, it's Brand. We've been activated, Brand said stiffly through the phone. 
Jennings had been waiting for the call. He hadn't been hoping for it, but he knew it was coming. It was his lieutenant, his direct superior, and as close to a father figure as he had, but Jennings would never tell him that. He might fumble and spit out the words at Bran's funeral when it was too late, but that's what that shit was for, reminiscing, regretting, and reinventing history. Yes, sir, Jennings said, sitting up. When do we leave? We're being posted, local. It's need to know right now, Bran said. You on base? In Santa Monica, sir, but I can be there in an hour, Jennings said, standing up. You got your boots? Brand replied. It was more of a statement than a question. Yes, sir, Jennings said. It was just a courtesy question. Brand knew Jennings' uniform and boots were always in close proximity. That was Brand, though. Everything by the book. He never let loose ends unravel a plan. Okay, we'll pick you up en route, Brand said. Rendezvous at Santa Monica Airport in thirty minutes. Don't be late. Yes, sir, thirty minutes. Jennings said, ending the call. Jennings let the conversation rattle through his brain. He knew it was serious. A personal pickup definitely wasn't by the book. It wasn't uncommon in battlefield-type scenarios, but this was home soil. What's going on? Sally said, lifting her head up. I gotta go, Jennings said, putting his pants on. Where are you going? Celine said. It doesn't matter, Jennings said, putting on his shirt. Go back to sleep? James, Sandy said, sitting up. You coming back? Jennings hated this. Pointless questions from someone he didn't know, let alone want to talk to. She was just a walking security blanket with a bonus vagina as far as he was concerned. Yes, I'll be back in two hours. Go back to sleep, Jennings said sweetly. I'll get you a latte. He was more than capable of human interaction when the situation called for it. After all, he'd been acting his whole life. Thanks, babe, Sandra said as she laid back down and closed her eyes. Babe, Jennings thought. He'd known her for all of four hours and she was calling him babe? What happened to James? Typical. Everything that was good in his life was fleeting. Thank fuck for calls in the middle of the night. Jennings got dressed and quietly packed his overnight bag. He had one last look at Cindy, or whatever her name was. She had a great body, and had been just what he had needed. He could do great things in four hours, make you feel wanted, make you feel loved, and most importantly, in his opinion, fuck your brains out. But if you wanted anything further than that, you were going to be shit out of luck. The girls who understood this stuck around. The ones who didn't were laid by the wayside. The Black Hawk arrived ten minutes late, but he had only been waiting for five minutes. Jennings was never late, but the girl had seen him sneaking out with the bag and had put up a fight. There was nothing he could do. He just had to revert to his stone-like nature, listen to her yell at him for ten minutes, and then leave without a word. In the early morning light, he could see army trucks flying through the air, suspended from their transports, as a procession of Black Hawk and Chinook helicopters flew over the Santa Monica Mountains, heading towards downtown. It was surreal to see something like this on home soil so close to a major city. It was like war had broken out, and in the back of his mind he knew it must have. The Black Hawk didn't even touch down, and that's when Jennings knew shit was about to get real. The chopper hovered a few feet off the ground, and his bunk buddy, Diaz, helped him in. The rest of his squad greeted him with head nods, and Jennings could feel the anticipation. Everyone was ready to fuck shit up.
They didn't have a name for their squad, no matching tattoos or patches on their fatigues. They were more than that, and the consensus was not to cheapen the bond. Brand handed him his helmet and a combat bag filled with his weapons and ammunition. It was his own equipment, not just standard issue. Again, this was Lieutenant Alexander Ryan Brand. No loose ends. Suit up, Brand yelled above the roar of the helicopter. Within ten minutes they had touched down and unloaded. Jennings was impressed with how the L.A. police force had created a perimeter around downtown, but there were definitely holes. There was no way you could block off a city. It wasn't New York. There were hundreds if not thousands of ways in. All you could do was plug the main arteries and keep an eye on everything else. Jennings could only assume a terrorist attack or some sort of riot was taking place. Given the volatile nature of race relations at the moment, he was leaning towards a protest that had gotten out of hand. Way out of hand. Men, needless to say this is not a drill, Brand barked. Get locked and loaded. Our orders are to contain and maintain. We are assisting the LAPD, it's their party, and we're bringing the party supplies. The situation is still unclear, but looks like an insurgent group is running through the city. Brand turned and began walking to a bank of police cars, which had made a barricade. There was no need for Brand to tell them to follow. Jennings and the rest of the men were already hot on his heels.